On this one topic, they would rather make an excuse for not knowing the word. Absolutely. You know, they stay masculine and always make that person who are not going to You give off that energy. Wait, hold on a second. I'm not hearing you, but I said let me move into another room because because uh the the area I usually do the podcast in getting taken taken over. Hold up. Gotcha. Mm, what a fantastic time. What up, what up, what up? All right, it's good to see you. Happy New Year. Happy Haitian Independence Day. So for us, we're living in the world of 2022, but when they hear this, it'll be the first Thursday in January. I don't know what that date is. It's always fun to be in the in the, in the past talking about the future, I guess. So it's Haitian New Year uh, now? January 1st. But when they hear this, it'll be after January 1st, I imagine. Yeah. Oh, All right. Speaking of which, uh, you, you, I don't know. If, sometimes I want to say things and I'm like, should I reveal too much? But um, have you been enjoying good Haitian food and good Haitian living? Okay. Yeah, man. I've been doing that all my life. I'm from Florida. Okay, okay. So you already knew it even prior. All right, cool. But at the end of the day, I was right, thinking about right. that because I was like, has this guy ever had a proper Haitian patty? Yeah, I've been eating those all week. Um, listen, man. I um do. I know my way around um Haitian culture and Jamaican culture. Very, very. I believe it. Being a I guy, believe it. Being a guy from South Florida who um actively dated a lot of island women, West Indies women. Um, yeah. I'm gonna just tell you like this. My grandfather had a bunch of brothers. Alright. All right. And when your grandfather has a bunch of brothers and they all grew up in the same city, 
Um, yeah, half of that, you know, demographic is probably your cousin. So I, I ran into a lot of my cousins and they were like, oh, can't date her. That's your cousin. Can't date her. That's your cousin. But you know what? You know who I can date? This Haitian girl, this Jamaican girl, this Trinidadian <laughs> girl, this Brazilian girl. Indeed, indeed. You know. And, no, it's uh, beautiful. Yeah, so that's how it's usually been for me. Okay. Because the thing that I noticed about you, I'm like, for someone who isn't Haitian, you it's not that you come off as being Haitian, it's just you understand the culture. Not in a way that you're imitating or trying to flatter me or other Haitian people, but like you, the things that we naturally say and do are things that you naturally say and do. And that's not true of most Americans. Yeah. And, and, and again, it's one of the, one of the many reasons why we're nah, so I, it just naturally is that way. Yeah, I grew, man, my, like I always say, my best friend, the best man at my, when I did, was married, had a wedding, mm-hmm. was um, Haitian. Um, my first daughter, my oldest daughter, her godfather is Haitian as well. So I had a lot of, um, Haitian friends growing up, Jamaican friends growing up, even me by my grandfather, one of my grandfathers, my, on my mom's side, he was Bahamian. So you understand where I'm coming from when I say When I say black, <laughs> I'm black. I'm all of all the black, all the blacks mixed together, especially yeah. with the West Indies. Um, never been to Haiti or Dominican Republic yet, the DR. So looking to go. I always made a little joke too. I was like, uh, <laughs> I made it on Twitter. I said, uh, a Dominican is nothing but a Haitian in Spanish. <laughs> and people okay. got pissed off at me. <laughs> I can see why. I can see why. But I mean, it's true. We're all from the same island. We're the same people. And island. the only reason we're different is because people same. told us we're different. And look the fucking same. But it, it's two different mm-hmm. cultures, I guess. So No, at this point, it definitely is. But it only became that way when some guy said, you two are two different people now. So we were brothers and sisters, and then one day another guy says, now you're not brothers and sisters. And we're like, okay. So we changed our our, our entire lives after that. The 1800s were wild for us. Um, But that's one of the reasons why I'm proud. Um, People hate it when I say things like slavery is a choice. It wasn't just Kanye that said that. We've all been saying that for years because we know it to be true. And my culture is a culture that said no to slavery. We fought and we won. And we've been punished ever since. <laughs> That's the way it played out. And you know what? Maybe yeah. that, that leads us into the topic, which is, I mean, really, we're just talking about heritage in the sense of what our dad passes down to us. And the reason I'm thinking about that is because of this whole Master P thing you brought to my attention. Oh, man. So, yeah, I was just talking to you like, what are the plans for, you know, 2023? And I'm like, man, we got to start incorporating more family. We got to we gotta grow from 
you know, not say separate ourselves, but just grow from um, the same old retort about just dating women. All right, now we know how to date women. We're successful yeah. with dating women. Yeah. Now what's the next step? Oh, we got to start a family. Mm-hmm. And okay, you got your girl under control, but we haven't even tapped into part of your offering. Uh, that's what I wanted to get into as a man. I'm still, I got. Wait, what was that? I, I missed your, your what? I said, you have to tap into the part of raising offspring, offspring in this very oh, offspring. Yes. Yeah. Offsprings. Pickney. That's what the Jamaicans called it. Pickney. And, uh, you know, <laughs> off of Florida, we just call them jits. Raise your jits, man. Yo, so, I've heard that one. So, and it's a very touch, touchy subject because we want our kids to have the best and have everything they want. And this Master P situation, um, I guess you guys could look up Master P, man. That's that's a whole dirty South thing right there. But uh, he was uh You think people? Of- you think in twenty twenty three, people still don't know the full story of Master P? Man, they don't, man. He a hip-hop mogul, but that's the first guy to make a legend. Exactly. Well, now I got to question everything. After the news story, I got to question everything. Yeah, you got to question everything. First guy, the first um, rap label to make $100 million, all on black-owned rap label. Oh, yeah, that, that part is legitimate. That part, yeah, we can speak yeah. to, we know is yeah. a fact. It's all the other stuff. So <laughs> it's what he took home that, that I don't know. I remember that. I remember Master P song. They, he, he was all right rapper. You know what I'm saying? He he had a lot of swag and energy. So. And that's what it was. Because so for me, I could not tell you a single Master P lyric, but I can tell you the energy and the way it made people he feel. He wasn't the best rapper on his label though. It was it was actually mystical. And um, they came out. Oh, with- that was the same team. Because yeah, I do know mystical. Still not not yeah. off the top of my head. I can't think of a single lyric right now, but I remember that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So it was no limit records, right? And um, those guys were pretty big in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, down south, Atlanta, Florida. They was pretty big, and um, mm-hmm. like that, they, they dominated the radio airways in the south, unlike. You know, if you yeah. go up north. So, with that said, Master P uh, also introduced us to um, one of the best singers, Ashanti. A word, okay. Yeah. Um, he had a lot going on back from the early 2000s. From 90, I want to say 95 to the early 2000s. He had a lot going on. And I remember, we all remember Lil Romeo. Yes, that's for sure. His son, right? He, yeah. It was him and Bow Wow. They were, yep. they was two peas in a the pod. They were, you know, they was a lot was, in common. Yeah, a lot in common. But they had the girls going crazy. It was like it was that era of early two thousands that it was like the boy band era. I guess you had yes. Lil Bow Wow, you had Lil Romeo, you had Omar. Well, B two K. And that's exactly no. It was the boy band era, and that's the cool part because you had Little Bow Wow and Little Romeo. Wow, it's so wild that we say this because they're two very different people today. But they were on the same in the same arena, but they were doing it solo. 
So little Bow Wow by himself had the same esteem as uh as an NSYNC and he was just, just Bow Wow. Don't get me wrong, the money was different and 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 the the the, the reach was different. But that was essentially their their bracket. And they handled it well for being teenagers doing it. Yeah, they made a lot of money. The girls like Lil Romeo, Lil Bow Wow, B2K, what they they had they had it. They had it. It was perfect. It was perfect for um I would call pre-internet social media era. Yeah. Things of that nature. Now um now that we got the backdrop. Because um, this is where yeah. we're really going to see where you're at with the Haitian thing. Because I wonder what's your take on... I don't even know who shot first, but it seems like maybe Romeo did. Yeah, so let's just say it's no nobody wins when the family feuds. All right? I, I hate to quote Drake, but he's right. Nobody wins when you fight. When you're fighting your father, you're the family is headed in the wrong direction. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. I hate to say that. Um, now, Master P. Um, he was he's very famous. He he talk a good talk. He got a good talk game, man. He's smooth with the words. He got away with his words, right? Mm-hmm. But I know for a fact. When I actually read, when I read what Little Romeo said, I could break that down. But I just know for a fact, if my dad was a hip hop mogul, I know I'm gonna get anything I want when I want it, how I want it. Right? Wait, break that down. What do you mean? He was getting everything he wanted at the time. Oh, at the time, yeah. I was talking. I thought you meant like today. Yeah. And actually, so, I, I agree with the statement in both both situations, no matter what the age is. But at what, but as an adult, the only reason I'm making money off my dad is because I'm leveraging those relationships for my and benefit. And this what, and this is what killed me because Lil Romeo did. I I can understand it was Lil Bow Wow coming. Like my parents took all my money because we don't know who Lil Bow Wow parents is, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But La Romeo stepped on. He already had a platform. His dad laid it out for him. Yeah. He was uh, a boy wonder, a little hot throb for the little girls back then. And you know, back then, we had to actually go to the go to the store and actually buy shit. Mm-hmm. You had to actually buy the record. You had to actually buy the album CD at Best Buy. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah. The game was a lot harder back in the day. Yeah, so I I do respect them. They do they did make some money. He did make money. La Romeo did make money, but one of the reasons he even made money, it was because of his father. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? So, and I think that. But what's funny is I know we're talking about hip hop, but I mean. What, so what family is different? To... What family is different where the dad isn't providing and giving you the opportunity? Um, what family is different? No, what I mean to say is like that's how every family is. I mean, it, it maybe don't get me wrong. Yeah, I know the outliers are out there, but essentially that's what dads do. That's why we're here. We're, yeah, we're trying as, to as a man. Yeah, yeah I want to give my kids the most opportunity. 
um, the biggest head start ever. And he had one of the biggest head starts. This man was a platinum selling rapper and he played division one basketball. I remember that solely like, yeah, for UCLA or something. Hey, brother, you are. He played out. basketball too. He was on the basketball team. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Yeah, got you now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was saying, I was saying, Romeo played basketball as well. Oh, so he actually played. It wasn't just like you mean on a team and everything. It wasn't just for fun and for the movie. Yeah, he played Division One basketball. Okay, it was not in the movies. Okay, and he was he had a crazy career. Okay, I'm not familiar. So he 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 experienced success very early. Little Romeo experienced success very early. Man, come on, all the all the girls back in you know back in the day liked him when he was 10, 11, 12 years old. Him and Bow, Little Bow Wow. So they experienced their success early, mm. right? Okay. So. When he came out saying his father took his money, I'm just like, your father made you. He made your career. <laughs> and he made you. <laughs> he made you physically and basically financially, mentally, everything. So it's it's hard for me to just fathom him going at his father publicly. I don't know if he was doing it for the attention. I don't know what, like, you know, I feel bad for Master P, but I don't feel bad for him. And I'm going to tell you why in a minute, though. Okay. But I read I read what uh, Romeo said. <laughs> he was like, I loved you so much that I followed you blindly for 30 years. <sighs> we talked behind closed doors. You aren't the man you paint yourself to be. Why is it war? Because I refuse to follow your lead. You only want to protect your image. I get that. I I get that. You know, as a man, mm-hmm. you know, as an alpha male myself, I'm not following following my father's lead. But I'm gonna uphold some. You know, I'm gonna upload uphold. You know, most of his legacy. You know what I'm saying? But I gotta build my own too. Absolutely. So. He's not following his dad's lead. You can't, you can't be your father. Your father came from the hood. We know you ain't come from the hood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so of course, he I think the ide- ideologies and what he believes is gonna be slightly different than what his father, because he never experienced that life. Yeah. So that was one of the things that okay, I agree with him. You gotta you gotta go your own way. You get what I'm saying? So uh, he says his father only wants to protect his image, his brand. I don't know how real is that. You know, so you have to be a real long life Master P fan to see his image, his brand. I don't know what he got going on now. I just know he does the the um, inspirational Instagram videos. Oh, word. This is new to me. 
I don't follow either yeah, of them, and, so I, I wouldn't know. Yeah, and he speaks on God a lot, which is fine. Yeah. So I, I, I just call them hip-hop preachers. That's what he turned into. Got it. Uh, he turned into a hip-hop preacher, which is fine. We need that. We need those guys who used to be gangsters turning a new lead. So, you know. <laughs> I, I have not I, kept I, up with them. Yeah, hey, I kept up a little bit here and there. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what he got going on with his f- father. But he said his dad is addicted to social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. And he's using um, Instagram as therapy. Absolutely. Which is- as so many people do. Yeah. And, man, I got a lot to say on this. I'm just going to. But he claims outside of a gift, like a car and a couple mm-hmm. gifts. He'd never been paid anything. And this is kind of confusing because I think he was paid. He was, I, the, fair enough. Yeah, it's, so the, the math doesn't add up. But what I, I remember one specific section where it said I was paid except all my income was going to pay my dad's taxes. I don't know if you saw that. And overall, I'm trying to figure out. Wh- Actually, I'm not trying to figure out anything. I don't really care enough to do any research. If someone tells me, that's how I'll know. But essentially, it's what's going on. Where? Okay, so I lost my brother. <laughs> but what's going on? What's happening with the money? And even then, to a lesser extent, I care about that. What I really care about is why is this family being divided? Why is the son going against the father? And especially why are you doing it in such a public venue? Of all the ways to deal with your grievances, of all the ways to deal with your problems, especially when it comes to family. You never put that on front street. You never let other people know that the family is down bad. And that's what Master P and his son are going through right now. So hold on, let me see if I can get... Mufasa back. All right, here we go. There's my brother. Uh, What was I saying? Yeah, my thing is it's the disrespect. I don't deal with disrespect on any level, but I especially don't like disrespect between family members. Can you hear me? And then in this case, putting it, yeah, we got you loud and clear now. Welcome back. My what bad, I, bro. I was going off bad, but yeah, that that you keep that shit off the internet, man. Exactly, and then not even just the internet, but in any public space. I know a lot of families sometimes they they air their stuff publicly out in the street among their friends. They're telling neighbors and stuff what's going on. No one should be able to tell other people about what your family has going on. You don't talk family business. Whether it's good business or bad business, the only way you find out is if you marry into the family. Oh, you're not in the family? Sucks to be you. But that's what it is. We got we got to protect our families, and we got to protect our our uh, what do you call it? Uh, our legacy, our reputation, because who we let into the family has to be vetted properly. Hey, guess you want to know so fucking crazy, man? 
What's and up? I was, and you know, when I was young, I used, I used to think when they, when you, they talk about the devil, and they was like, the devil doesn't come in the horns and the pitchfork, because then you know it's the devil. Mm-hmm. It's always the people closest to you. The motherfuckers you don't expect. I know that shit hurt Master P that his son came out. Even if they was on, even if he P was on some bullshit, yeah, behind closed doors, you still got a level of portrayal because your life is not that bad. No, not at all. There's, there's no. There's what you're saying is absolutely true, and even as a celebrity, I know that to be true. But at that age. I mean, I don't like that it happens, but I know that there are plenty of men between 25 and 35, between 25 and 72 in some cases, where they still complain about their parents. Yeah, um, no I did a podcast. I did a podcast called Forgiving Your Parents. After age, after age fucking 30, bro, stop blaming your parents for shit. Now it's all on you. If you're still in a fucked up situation, that's on you. Absolutely. But now, so here's the thing. In all of these cases, I've never heard of the case um, where I didn't do this. I always side with the father. I mean, I I always look, I looked at Romeo Page. He's doing all right, bro. Of course he is. (laughs) Of course he's doing doing all right. I don't know who the fuck blowing smoke up his ass, but buddy, you you wasn't the most talented motherfucker. You, 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 you were a child rapper. You play a little basketball and you act now. You got a whole new movie Kate, that just came out. You doing all right. Exactly. Exactly. And at the very least, he's probably taking home, let's say, 30K, maybe 50K a month. Possibly even more. It may not be big money like he was used to as a child. It may not be big money like his dad can pull. It wasn't even that. But he's okay. You know what it probably was? What's up? He probably found out how much money his father made off of him, right? And he was like, he made all this money off of me, and he didn't give me any, but you didn't want for anything. Actually, (laughs) what you wanted to do. You got all the little girl's attention when we was younger, right? Yeah. You got all the shoes, cars, and clothes you wanted. And that's it. Now you just realize, now you live in, now you got to kind of figure that shit out on your own. And you're like, yo, my dad, my dad owed me money. Oh, he was paying. He did say in the post that he was taking the money to pay off tax, the money he made to pay off his taxes. Yeah. And that's a lot of fucking taxes. You know, <laughs> I mean, for millions, it does make sense. The math adds up in that sense. The math everywhere else doesn't make sense. But I don't care. I don't care about the math. I just care about you talking shit about the family publicly. And I care about any man that's some, of a certain that's, age. That's some bitch ass shit. That's some bitch ass shit. It is, bro. it is. Past the age of 25, no man should be conducting himself that way. You and here's the hard part because what I'm really thinking about, there's so much to talk about, but really, I don't care about all that other shit. What I care about is my own children. And as a dad, especially you and me, because we are more successful than than our peers, is how do we raise our children? Knowing that we're successful, knowing that we can take care of them in a way that we weren't taken care of, not because our parents were bad, but just they were in a different situation. 
So how can we raise kids to be like us as adults when their life is going to be way easier than we had? How can I mimic hardship? Because it has to be artificial hardship because in the life that they're going to be growing up in and accustomed to, it's not going to have the natural hardship of the things that I had to deal with, like wearing clothes that don't fit, um, being made fun of at school because I'm I'm not the coolest kid in town or, or just being poor, living in, in, in uh, not section eight housing, but yeah, yeah. Low income housing and all that. Bro. So let me ask you this, right? What's up? And this, and it's a, it's like almost a lose lose situation because as a father, well, I have daughters, so I could baby them to a long for a very long time. All right. So I'm just put them on my back. Um, <laughs> when you have sons, you it's kind of like you want to save them, but you can't save them. You gotta just let them figure it out a little bit because they're you have to. You gotta. <laughs> um, what did Chris Rock said? He goes, "If you got a black son, you just gotta punch him in the face every day before he leaves the house." <laughs> yeah, like this so, is what the world's gonna do to you. Let me like, get you prepared. Ser- seriously, like my dad would literally argue with my mom for babying me too much. Mm. You know, so absolutely. And, and my dad was the same. Uh, I mean, uh, unfortunately, yeah. my parents divorced early. I'm talking about at the age of one for me. So I didn't get that fully growing up. But that was always his gripe. It's like you can't do this to to the son. Yeah. So. I understand what Master P said when he was like, man, I I really did him a disservice. And you know who else said that? Um, 50 Cent? No, not 50 Cent. We're going to talk about, we're going to address that 50 Cent shit later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had to bring it up because I'm like, this. that's what it reminded me of. What's up? Who are you nah, thinking that's of? That's another two hours. That's another two hours. Um, <laughs> Steve Harvey. Um, where Steve Harvey? Yes, where they oh, baby, um, he said that he created a monster because his daughter never had mm. to work. He his daughters never had to work for anything, and mm. Master P was hitting at that. He was like, "I didn't want my son to struggle, so he don't know what it feel like. He just not starting to know what it feel like." You get what I'm saying? I do. That's what I'm. That's why my, my where my head is at because I how can I Give my children struggle. Every person has struggles, period. Whether you're born rich or poor, everybody has struggles. But the kinds yeah, of struggles that poor your... people have, that people with tough lives have, is a special kind of struggle that makes them a, a better person. Yes, it makes them a better or person. Or has the ability to make them a better person. They over they tend to overcompensate with their kids. My kids gonna have everything I didn't have, yada yada yada. And then now they're like Master P, man, I'm fucking hurt. I gave this boy everything. He's t- telling me I fucked him up. He telling me I'm 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 the bad guy. And I know what that feel like because I be wanting to give my daughter everything. And I and it's gonna fuck me up if she come to me one day and say, Hey, you know what? You was wrong. You know, and as a man, as parents, you just try your best. You try your fucking best to give them the best life they possibly could have. You're you're just going off what you wish you had when you was younger. You know what I'm saying? I wish I had this when I was younger. I wish I had these pairs of shoes. I'm going to make sure my daughter get these pairs of shoes. 
I wish I had Saturday nights to myself. Man, you know what my Saturday nights consist of? Me cleaning fucking toilets with my father. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I said to myself, I have kids. We never going to do that. <laughs> yeah. And um, I th- kind of thank him for those little times. Like He always told me, never, ever take a hand out. Always work for what you want. Yeah. Even if somebody willing to give you something, you you go cut their grass, go go wash their car or something. Yeah, you know I remember. Pay hey, uh, tribute to. It. Yeah, I remember at uh, the very least a, fr- a friend of mine. Um, he wanted to give me something, and I was like, nah, because I really needed it. I'm like, nah, nah, I'm gonna do this for you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, barter? I said, and I'll pay you back, but I'm gonna do some of this for you, right? So therefore, you sleep better at night. People understand, and they always gonna look for you when it's that opportunity comes. Like, yeah, he don't look, he don't look for handouts. So, my father um, drilled that into me. Like, never look for handouts. Always figure something out. Always, always barter services for goods and things of that nature. So, I don't know at what point Master P. When he was a, a billionaire making a hundred million dollars, his son just figured, "Hey, I'm thirty now. My pops took all this money from me. How much money did he really take from you that you did not spend? That you did not benefit off of?" I don't care. Yeah. I, again, I just don't care because there's no there's you no number that no. he's gonna say that suddenly makes it justified. To me, to me it's, it's giving a lot of beta male feminine energy. It's exactly what um I think you said it was Steve Harvey. I think his father told him no a couple times and he got upset. So now it's like you owe me money and you really don't have anything. I just don't I don't understand. It's rich people problems. It's but rich you people. and I both know poor people that have the same problem and it's not about the money though. And that's what I that's what I really want to focus on. The topic is money, but it's not about money. It's about it's like a fear thing. This kid is insecure, angry, and afraid because he's becoming aware that he doesn't know how to bring in the kind of cash flow that he's accustomed to. And and his father did it. Ex- it was because of his dad. Exactly. We watched him because his dad was great. Exactly. It happened for him. He never learned the business. And he never learned anything else. Yes, he can do a lot of things and he's good at those things, but he doesn't know how to turn that into money. He doesn't know how to turn that into a meeting. He doesn't know how to turn that into a business. He doesn't know how to leverage his name, his face, his likeness to make money. But like I said, by himself, when we read the Instagram post, he got tired of following his father. Clearly, like Master P said, you ain't been listening. He said that. He said, son, if you know all this stuff, if you see me and you follow behind me, then why you ain't why you ain't listen? And that's what that's what I mean to say. Like, that's what this is about. This is about a kid that is being unfortunately, he's not a kid, but he's acting like a kid. And he's becoming rudely aware that he is not ready to live at the level that he wants because there are things that he wants now and he doesn't know how to get them. He doesn't know how to get that car. He doesn't know how to get that house, but he wants to live in that house. He wants to drive that car because his old car was like that. He wants another car like that. 
his old house was like that. He wants a house like that. And he's realizing, oh, fuck, I can't afford this. So where do I live? And then you realize, what's my name again? Oh, I'm a Romeo. I, or I'm a, is it Percy? Is it Miller? I'm, I'm thinking of the last name. Yeah. Uh, Percy Miller. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm a Miller, but I'm living in a one-bedroom apartment on a regular street. Fuck. It's what I can afford, and I'm doing right by what I, what I have coming in, but it's not what I like. It's not what I want. And instead of using that as fuel the Is way that, that you and I'm I would, to. instead of using that anger to say, I'm so angry, I'm going to change my situation for the better, he's saying, I'm so angry with feminine energy, and I'm going to punish the people that I think are responsible for this. Exactly. Dad, it's your fault. Yeah. It's your fault. It's the blame oh my game. God, I and I, I don't need. I had respect for Romeo up until like twelve hours ago when you shared this with me, because back I thought he was. Because if you look at Bow Wow today and Romeo today, one of them is winning and one of them is not. <laughs> at, at least on 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 the Instagram post, like you're like, damn, Bow Wow still looks like he's a kid. Romeo's growing up into himself. He still has the looks. He still has the charm. Bow wow. However. Yeah he still acts like Bow Wow X. And today I realized that, and he's a bitch. <laughs> Listen, he, even Bow Wow got some business going on where he's making the very, but, and that's the thing. They're the opposite. I, I'm, I'm Looks can right be deceiving. Now, I thought yeah. Romeo had it going on, but it was really Bow Wow that had it going on. He just acts like a bitch. Yeah, I'm sitting here, <laughs> I'm sitting here with a do-rag on right now. And it's it's a great quality do rag, and it has bow wow. It had bow wow face on the box when I brought it. It was. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, I hope he's getting paid off of that. That's all yeah, I can say. Getting he's getting paid off of it. Um, he got hair products, brushes, you know, stuff for men of you know men, men of our dem- demographic who like to keep it wavy or like to keep the beard nice and cold. Okay. And stuff. I'm, so, I'm I'm just gonna buy one now. Just because you said yeah, it. Yeah, he got a LV Just to piss off Little Romeo a bit more. <laughs> I'm about to right, tell so I'm, I'm sad because it's just like, how dare you go at your father publicly? Like, all you got to do is sit down and think. And it sucks, though, because you're living check to check, but that check, $30,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and when I hear men, when I hear men doing this, when I see men doing this, I, I don't know about you, but I've actually known people that do this. Um, I know people in their fifties that do this, and so I've seen it of, of all ages. And it's this: Can you please keep those people away from me? They're away from me, but you got to find out the hard way before you can cut them out. You're like, oh snap, you're one of those. I'm out. Peace. And 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 in my case, it was a situation where I knew who the person was, and they proved me correct, even though I had them at a distance, and and. Yeah, it was just like, all right, I'm glad I, I wasn't deeply invested in you with, on anything. Um, and now I, you just confirmed why that was never going to happen. But uh, what I'm saying is that if you pay attention to the language, it screams that this is a situation. Because you know that pillow talk. You're with a girl. Every man has pillow talk. However, not every man will over-emote during that pillow talk. There are a lot of guys... That'll get all into it, start telling secrets, start saying, oh, this, that, the other. They're crying and babbling, and it's fine. And it's not fine, but it, they go on and on. And then the girl's like, oh, snap, that's terrible. And now she's getting in on it. She's feeding off of the drama. So she 
adds more to it. She agitates you a bit more. And she's like, oh, that ain't right. How could he do that to you? And all of these situations, it's the same with uh, 50 Cent's son. It's the same with possibly Steve Harvey. It's the same whatever. Because when you look at the language, they don't talk like men talk. They talk like women talk. So I know in this Romeo situation, there is a woman in the picture, if not more than one woman, that is feeding his bullshit, feeding off his bullshit and feeding him more bullshit so she can just get off. And it's a cyclical pattern. And he's repeating it publicly, thinking that he has something, he's justified, but really he's acting like a bitch because he's listening to bitches. And that's why he's using their language. Because no man that is genuinely angry would approach a problem like this. They would either do what we would do and take that anger and turn it into something positive so that way I can get paid off of it, or they go directly to dad, they punch him, or they, they cut dad off and they're saying, fuck you, I'm never talking to you ever again. But they would create, they would uh, establish a firm line, a firm boundary, whether with a punch or actual distance in space. And then that would be it, a one and done situation. Well, he was telling, he was telling him and all his siblings are broke. They never had money to afford college. I'm like, bro, you win. <laughs> Maybe he has some scholarship. My thing is, again, that's why I don't even care to listen to it. He's painting a facade and like, bro, are you serious? You you going that? And he's been living the month to month. I will yeah. listen to him complain when he shows me his plans and how he's changing the situation. So that way he can change the story. Because if I'm living a shitty life, I'm working to change my story so I can change the way I look at my history. So that way, when I retell it, I do it as a point of pride and I do it from a position of strength. This man is doing everything from a position of weakness. He is a victim. Oh, poor me, poor me, poor me. Who's going to help me out? My dad's not going to take care of my bills. If I want enough, maybe someone else will. It's the, it's the same thing as, uh, what's her name? Meghan Markle. I don't like the way that these people are treating. His family thinks oh I'm a hoe because I had a, a couple cocks in my mouth in a video one time. And they don't think that I'm good enough for their son. And and every time I tell them no and we go at it and, and apparently I'm the problem, even though I think they're the problem. So I'm going to call them racist and I'm going to get the world on my side to feel sorry for me. And now I have millions of dollars coming bro, in because I'm sitting on Oprah's couch. I, fuck, I fucking hate that, bro, because she didn't even consider herself black. Nope, not until it was opportune. I fuck, yeah, anyways. <laughs> <sighs> but it's oh. the same story again, at least with Meghan Markle. She's doing it because she is what she is. She is a woman. She is a hoe. And that's how hoes behave. But when a man does it, it's out of character because that's not how we behave unless we have a girl winding us up. Yeah. Yeah. If Because now he telling everybody, oh, it's a mirage. He was floss, flossing, being fake. Well, you was flossing, being fake with him for all these years. All of a sudden, the motherfucker tell you, no, now you try to put all y'all business because it's y'all business too on First Street. Yeah. My thing is, we're seeing a lot of this. I'm talking about publicly. So I thought about this ain't, this ain't the first time. This this ain't the last time this shit gonna happen. No, no, it ain't the last. It ain't the first. I'm thinking about Herschel Walker. I don't know if you follow politics. I don't, but the, I did come across this news story where Herschel Walker. Um, what state is that? Not Missouri. Actually, maybe it is Missouri. I forget what state it is. But anyway, uh, he's running for state senator. 
and I believe he's a Democratic candidate. No, Republican. I forget. It doesn't matter. Herschel Walker, Republican candidate. Okay, that makes sense. The Democrat won, but he's a Republican candidate. Yeah, exactly. And his son was bad-mouthing him three months ago. And when I was watching the show, uh, he made a video, and they they leveraged it into different articles and said the other uh, TV show appearances. And I'm like, this seems fake to me. I'm not saying that it was manufactured, but it might have been. But I meant fake in the sense of, this is all bullshit. Like this is going to blow over. And three months later, he's doing a big speech saying how proud he is of his dad. Three months ago, he was doing a video crying like a gay man saying, what was he saying? Oh, my dad is abusive and blah, blah, blah. He treats me and my my mom so terrible, blah, blah, blah. And now he's like, I'm so proud to call him dad. And I'm grateful that he's running because he's going to be our next senator. I forgot what it was exactly, but basically doing the exact opposite. If you didn't follow the news cycle, you would think that this kid genuinely loves his dad the way you and I do. But three months prior, he wasn't saying that. So it's the same story there. And then you go to the 50 Cent situation, which is longer standing. And that's been more public than any other story that I can think of. And you have this kid, again, his mom in his ear, using legal terms, using legal terms, saying, oh, uh, we're accustomed to this way of living and we're not getting paid enough to live that lifestyle. Because that's what the court says. Because that's what the court says. That's the language lawyers use. And then the lawyer tells it to the woman. The woman repeats that, and she's complaining to it to her son, who will listen to anything because he doesn't have an option to escape. And now he's indoctrinated into that bullshit. And this is the hardest part about the divorce. And I don't know if m- many people are talking about it, but there's this thing where ah, it just makes me so angry. I just don't like divorce. I I, I am so willing never to get married. If it means I'd never have to get divorced, but I'm never going to risk that divorce bullshit. All this to say that when you are divorced as a man, you have to accept the fact that you may never see that child, that you will never raise that. And first off, you have to accept that you won't be able to raise that child the way you intended. So that's already out the window that there's no way around it. Number two is there is a risk. You may never see that child again. And partially because you might have to walk away the same way 50 Cent walked away. And I know I don't know what your personal take on, on it is. Exactly. I'll That's the way I make another one. So I will I am I'll don't tell away. me, don't get don't get me wrong. That's why, that's why women women hate alpha males because we just don't give a fuck that much. Exactly. And guess what? And it's it's a beautiful thing because at the end of the day, they were like, because a woman if you let her know what really hurts you, she's going to use that to her advantage. And when you don't let her know what really hurts you, or you really have nothing that really hurts you, they cling on to you so hard. It, it it's, 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 a, it's, a it's a beautiful thing to the point where <laughs> I'm like, all right, yeah, take the baby. Y'all go, 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 go. It, it is. Go. And yeah. that's the funniest thing because they have no response to that. Go. Don't care. They have no response to it because they were saying that to get you mad. If you leave, I'll just try this again with a new woman. And I have fun making a new baby and starting a whole new family and my legacy will go on. And doing it better than last time. 
with the yeah, with fewer mistakes, mistakes if you know. no mistakes. And I love it because that that is I think we've both been through this experience where they don't see it coming because the only reason she said she made those threats is because she genuinely thought you were going to do what 90% of men do, which is say, Oh, I don't, I, I don't want to lose my kids. And so I'll do whatever you say. You, you got my hostages. Uh, I, I, I don't want to hurt. I don't want you to hurt them. I don't want you to hurt me. I'll just do whatever you ask for. I'll give it to you just so I can see my kids free the hostages. But if you do it the way that you just said, the way that I do it, it's, Oh, Doc, you're not going to be able to see your, your your child anymore. And then I'll be like, okay, cool. Thank you. I don't, I don't have to babysit. I don't have to uh, cook and get them dressed, get them clothes or anything. I get to work out, put money in my pocket. I get to go out on dates with hotter women than you. Cool. Let's do that. Thank you for taking this, this, this burden off my head. Because here's exactly. the thing, and, and, no, and everyone's afraid of this risk. So many men are afraid of this risk, but I'm going to see them after 18. Don't get me wrong. It's not going to be a smooth transition, but at the end of the day, at 18, that child is themselves. They get to choose, all right, am I going to spend time with my dad? This is the worst case scenario. You don't see them for 18 years, and then at 18, you're like, hey, do I get to see my dad? And if they say yes, that's when you build a relationship. And the way that I did it, Ah, maybe I'm I'm saying a lot about myself without context, but I'm gonna say this. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Man. The way I did it was, I recorded a video for every day that I wasn't with my child, and so I recorded the video, and I just talked into a camera. And I just talked, hey, if you were here, this is what I would be saying to you. This is what I would be teaching you. Every day, a different video, a different topic. As if it was my own, po- my, my, my daughter's private podcast. And I just did that every single day. And I encourage every man to do this, whether you're divorced or not. I think every father should do this for his child because we were talking about it recently. We're like, the greatest gift that you can give your children is video and audio of you. So that way they can pass it down to their children. <laughs> This one guy Told can never do. So that's what I did. 
And at, at the age of 18, you give them a collection of, what is it, 18 years worth of 365 videos a year. And you say, this is everything that was owed to you that I couldn't give because the court and your mother wouldn't allow me to raise you the way that I wanted to. And the way that I wanted, if I had things my way, if I did what I needed to do to get you, I would have ended up dead or in jail. So I had to step away waiting for this day. Do whatever you want with this, but I'm just letting you know you were always on my mind. Yeah. Yeah, man. I <clears throat> I know we all done been through like I always say this, man, we live in the land of Babylon, which uh basically is they got you by the balls. If you the give them the your system balls, you gotta put the balls in the vice first. Yeah. And that's voluntary. Yeah. So that's why I say um black man protect your seat. Um you gotta vet women, you gotta see those patterns, and you'll see some women they'll try to take your kid away. Yeah, uh when sh- things go to shit. Um, what I did learn is, like I said, you put yourself first. All that shit don't even fucking matter. <laughs> then, like, it's other ways you got to do it. Like, you got to continue to build your legacy with or without the woman. And um, hope for the best. But I know it sucks because it was going back to Master P, this boy was here for everything. He benefited off his father. He's only in the position he's in because of his father. He wouldn't have been no richer if his father wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Absolutely. He wouldn't have been no richer. He has to look at you. got At some point, as men, you have to look at yourself. You know, me being a father who has uh, kids, I got three kids, and I'm and I'm ready for I'm ready to guide them. That's my biggest thing. I think P didn't guide him good enough. He said he wasn't listening or what or whatnot. But hey, you know he's not a perfect man. He did what he needed to do. Yes. His son was on top of the world. At 12 years old, 13 years old. Mm-hmm. So, and still turned around and say he didn't do enough. And that's the scary part about being, being a parent. About being a father, man. You could sit up here and give your kids the world and they tell you you couldn't do enough. You could probably fight tooth and nail in court for your child. And they'll tell you you didn't do do enough. I knew a, I knew a uh, young man who was like his dad didn't fight for him in court. No, I hear that often. I mean, you, I just told my story, so you know that I, I encourage every man to do that, if not more. And there are people that hate hearing that and saying, "Oh, you should have fought harder." Oh, no, no, no. This is this is what you do. I mean, I was married, so. For one of my kids, I was married, so I was going to get my child anyway. Right? But now, if you have a child out of wedlock, mm-hmm. 
you sit up there, you put together a legal team to try to get your child weekends, summers, whatever you can put together. They have to prove that you're an unfit father. They still have to prove that. If they cannot prove that you're an unfit father, you're not in and out of jail, um, you're going to get some kind of some kind of time sharing. That's it. Are you able to raise that child the way you want? No. But it's a start. And I don't care what we talk about on here. That's just the way it has always been. Some men leave seeds all over this earth. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to get... <laughs> You know, my grandfather said you might not get a chance to raise all the children you make. No. That's a blessing if you do. And I never yeah. understood he how he could say that. But now I see, and this was when the divorce laws, and he grew up in a time where it was a little bit easier. It was a little <laughs> easier to maintain your family. You didn't have to worry about the woman trying to play, trying to hurt you through the courts. Mm-hmm. And he even said it. He was like, hey, it's a blessing if you're able to raise all your kids in one house. Mm -hmm. And that was during the traditional years that we so-called the red pill community love to talk about. Yeah. (laughs) So, and he was telling me that as a, I would like to call an alpha male, not just a man, but just one of those men who will be able to spread their seed no absolutely among amongst this earth i My- never <laughs> and i and i'm and i'm um not not bragging on that but i'm pretty sure if i really want if i really tried i could have 13 14 15 kids but that's just not in me yeah. <laughs> it's not in me to accomplish that goal <laughs> right but um the kids I do have, I do raise them to the best of my abilities, and I they will have something for as they get older. I do think Master P should have put something aside for that boy to, as he got older, but it's not the end of the world because he's still riding off of Master P's name. He's still wait, wait. riding off, his and I, I would never even do that. I would never do that with my own kids, so I would never recommend any other one to do it for themselves. How, so here's the thing about birth. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're born, what you're born into. When you are born as a man, your sole goal besides not dying is to get as far from where you started as possible. Yes, it's nice if daddy helps you, but that should not be the expectation. That, or what I sh- I'm not even going to say should. What I'm going to say is that cannot be the expectation because as a man, you have to say, if I was born with a million dollars to my name, because that's just how much my name is worth, then I have to try my hardest to get to a hundred million. If I was born with $10 in my name, I got to try my hardest to get to a million. That's the idea of life as a man. It's really a race. That's why we're always competing with one another because it's like my favorite thing. I don't know when you meet new guys, what you like to do, but I like to hear about where you came from. What's your origin story? 
because we're in this nice room. We're eating, having this nice dinner. Maybe we're smoking a nice cigar. Maybe we're at a place that most people don't have access to. We made it to this location, but we didn't start at this location. So tell me how far you've come. And if you tell me that, oh, no, I was actually doing this my whole life. Um, my dad is paying for this right now, in fact. Then I'm like, oh, this guy's a loser. But if you tell me that, yo, hey, listen, I had one pair of shoes for the first three years yeah. <laughs> of high school. Yeah. Then you're telling me all these other stories. And I was just like, damn, that's wow. Look at you now. Are, how grateful are you to be here? How rich does it feel? I'm not talking about how much money rich. I'm talking about how sweet and savory is it that you get to, to eat this piece of pie that costs a hundred dollars. And back in the day, you never had a slice of pie in your entire life simply because that was, that was a luxury. And now this luxury is something you can do every day if you want, because you earned it. That's what life as a man is supposed to be. How much can I earn? Not how much can be given to me. Because anyone that looks at you, even, even Romeo, if I came up to little Romeo and said, Hey, can I have $10? Can I have $100? Can I have $5,000? He would look at me sideways. He'd be offended at me. But here he is doing that same thing to someone else. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if you share the same last name. That's not what you do. Especially start the the, the head start he fucking had. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I could have been exactly. I, I could have been the wrong Exactly. Imagine guy. us knowing that everything that we know, you put us in that situation, how much we would make of it. And and maybe we're just geniuses, but I don't think that's the case. I think we're just not stupid. I don't think we're terribly smart. I just think we're just not stupid. And and little Romeo is showing us how stupid he is. Yeah. Yeah. No, he literally didn't listen to his father. Because if... His father was trying to go get it or ran a multi-million. The first thing you were going to ask him, like, how did you do that? Even me, I asked my grandfather, I'm like, how did you get all these properties and put all your kids in a house? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how did you put all these kids in the house? Well, I went to the bank and I talked to him. And now I'm like, okay, I got to go to a bank and talk to a bank. I'm going to try this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I told grand, I'm like, grandfather, you know, granddad, man, uh, that's not how this shit goes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, you need to figure it You know what he told me? You need to figure it out how to do it. And this is what a lot of the our disconnect comes from because I understood the assignment. A lot of people who don't take in consideration, who don't have a account, who lack accountability. You mm-hmm. know what they would say? Excuse oh, me. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. You know what they would say? What? Oh, it's my grandfather's fault. <laughs> he should have told me. Uh, I should have guessed. So, yep, yep. So, in a way, every time I came back, he was like, you figured out how to do it yet? And I was like, nah, I'm figuring it out. <laughs> like, I'm laughing. I'm like, no, nah, I'm figuring it out. And um, it's a beauty. It's a beautiful thing, though. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. 
it's a very beautiful thing when you can figure something out. But I, I'm going to give you this story. Um, it was three generations. Mm. The first generation had no bridge. So they built the bridge to get to the other side of the river, mm. to get to the other side. The second generation used that bridge to go back and forth. Okay. Back and forth, back and forth. So they benefited from the first generation building that bridge. Amen. The third, then the third generation comes along and the bridge was basically destroyed. Ah, what happens here? So the third generation asked the second generation, hey, the bridge is destroyed. How do you, how do we fix it? And the second generation was like, we don't know. You guys figure it out. Hmm. That's the moral of the story. So what the second generation should have did was learn how the first generation built that bridge. Yes. So when it so now, here we are, third generation. How you guys build that bridge? Nobody could tell us. So guess what we got to do? We got to learn. We got to figure out how to build a bridge. And we also have to figure, we also have to leave the instructions Indeed. to keep building, to keep building the bridge. And that's why I think brotherhood is so important. So you and I, if I learn something, I teach you. If you learn something, you teach me. And if you don't teach me, you at least, like we're doing the real estate thing together. So you're, uh, Ufasa is going to help right. me find a retirement. Buy, I buy actually a house got a couple. Um, I always find some shit to do when I'm off, bro. But <laughs> I actually got a couple of Zoom calls next week to learn, to, to learn some new real estate information. Working with these CRMs and the new technology they got for real, realtors now. So pretty excited about that yeah. tomorrow. Okay. I love that. I love that. But that, uh, but that's my point. I'm probably going to go to the gym extra early. I'm still going to get my gym hit. Yeah. But, but that's the point, which is to say that, you know, something that I don't. So my dad wants to retire. He wants to buy a house. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to buy my dad a house. You're going to help me in the process. If I do it in the state that you're allowed to, to do real estate in, you're definitely going to be the selected person. But if not, you're at least going to guide me what to say, what not to say, uh, what kind of money I should put together, blah, 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 everything. And I'm going to learn from that experience. So your knowledge becomes a part of my knowledge. I'm not going to have everything, but I have access to you plus a right. little bit so I don't look stupid. And then when I have my children, I'm going to tell them that story, how we got the house for grandpa. And then I'm going to tell my eldest son. Exactly. This. So, And then my eldest son and I are both going to teach his younger brother. And it's always going to be a domino effect. And as long as I'm so in the that, picture, I'm going to be part of the conversation. But but the, at the first time I told the story, I was 100%. The second time, since my son was involved, now I'm doing 80%. He's exactly. doing 20%. The generation. And this is that is like how generational wealth is Woo! also built. There you and go. That, You're getting it. And that, is why, and that is why that Master P and Lil Romeo shit really fucking hurts my soul to see. Missed opportunity. Uh, he, 
he had the bridge that he was going back and forth, but he'd never stopped to understand how the bridge was made. Yes. And we'll never know why that is. Maybe he actually did. Maybe he's a moron. Maybe uh, Mr. Miller. His father said he maybe don't Mr. Fuck, his father said he, he don't fucking listen. Every father says that, though. So it could be that Mr. Miller is either lying or he's telling the truth. We don't know. But either way, it doesn't matter. Because we're in the situation now. So today, little Romeo, are you going to level up into big Romeo and figure it out? Or are you going to stay little Romeo and keep complaining? <laughs> He's little Romeo. He'll always be little Romeo. <laughs> I, and, and, yo, I'm so disappointed because you know, you know what I mean when I say that. I, I, I saw a glow up. I didn't see him for like 10, 15 years. And then one day someone shows me a picture or a movie. I forgot what it was. And I'm like, that's him? And I'm like, he looks a lot better than Bow Wow does. And they're about the same age and everything. Same background and everything. Yeah, and, yeah. and Bow Wow looks yeah. like he, he, he's the same age but older. Like some weird Benjamin Button thing. And then little Romeo looks like he actually improved. And his life is, is successful. And Bow Wow looks like he's poor, but financially, it's the exact opposite. Or maybe Bow Wow is in the same situation. All this to say, the looks can be deceiving. Guess what? He's not blaming his father. Not that I know of, yeah. Yeah. He he keeps it in the house. Nobody knows. You lose. You You don't get no respect. Yeah. You don't get the respect. And that dude that was on a, want, what do you call it? A reality you show. You take your shit to social media, man. Well, if my thing take... is Bow Wow had the reality shows. He had one or two of them, maybe more. So he had every opportunity to blab about anything and everything. And he still didn't do that. But exactly. at the same time, he, because he was on that show, he pr- probably got a nice paycheck. Right. So that's the thing, man. Being a father, man, it's, it's one of the toughest jobs. It's almost like a thankless job. It's think or <clears throat> it's it's only you want to know when you start when people really start thanking you as a father <laughs> when they become one. <laughs> but hey, my dad get the random I love you text me. Hey man, I appreciate it. Cause it's a lot of shit, and I hate to say this, it's a lot of shit you don't understand until you get there. And that well, I'm one of those cats that Sometimes I'm not going to understand until I'm faced with that task. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is what he was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and I and think, I'm trying not to be that man anymore. I'm not trying to be that guy. Uh, and what's that? You're not trying to be not think? What do you mean? Or forgetful that your dad does so much for you? No, no. I'm trying to not be that guy where it's like when my dad or, you know, the men in my family who are older give me some advice. Mm. I'm not like, man, I don't need this advice. Yeah. And then it's a situation that came up like, oh my God, they was right. Uh, <laughs> I see you. I see you. I could have prevented this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm, I'm forever grateful. Um, but, but you're, I think one of the reasons why we're friends is because you're, you're humble. So it, from my vantage, I believe you already are that man. Are you telling me that you're not necessarily, you have your moments? I have my moments to the point where I'm sitting here, man. 
thinking of just things my dad used to tell me and I brushed it off and I realized, damn, he told me that shit. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's healthy. I thought you meant, I, I mean, in the present day, like last week, your dad said something and you just ignored it, dismissed it. Nah, exactly. Nah, You're nah. Not, you don't strike me nah. as that person. The last, the, last, the, last, the last conversation we had was about Bitcoin. <laughs> and he's just trying to buy as much as he can. Oh, don't talk about crypto with me. They froze my accounts, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I told you about yeah, this. So those, those, yeah, those cryptos, man. I, told you, man. I said, hey, man, watch it, man. No, crypto. I'm gonna say this. Let me let me give. I've been saying a lot of things on this episode that I, I haven't clarified. So one, when I'm talking about the crypto, crypto is good. You can use it. Yeah, just do your research. That's all I can say. Um, what I'm saying is that because of people I do business with and who the people that they're associated with, I'm on watch lists and my account is froze. And so I went to pay for something and it's like, nope. You can't buy this. I'm like, wait, what do you mean I can't buy oh, this? Of course shit. I can buy this. <laughs> but see, and that's what I was talking to my dad about. Honestly, I'm like, you got to watch it. Because not everybody's going to be able to take the Bitcoin and do this and do that. You got to really watch yourself. You got to have options. That's for sure. And I find it's crazy now because I'm getting to the point where I'm giving him advice and he giving me advice. So it's cool. It's just yeah. like. And I, he was trying to give me advice about women one time, and I was like, "Dad, um, he's the only <laughs> the woman game you know <laughs> is my mom. You, you mastered my mom. You ain't mastered these hoes out here, all right? <laughs> it's a whole new game, and it's a newer game still. Like Gen Z is this new thing around the corner, and that's a new game altogether too. It's not even a new game; it's just a new woman type." Yeah, it's, a, it's like a, a a man. The Gen Z women remind me of men with vaginas. Men with vaginas <laughs> that know how to take you to court. Exactly. Without having been like, married to you. <laughs> they know how to get the divorce pr- proceedings without nobody, being married. No, no. Those women are <laughs> no, Those women are ambidextrous. Like, those young women, <laughs> they know how to act like men and then Boom, turn that shit off and be feminine as hell. I'll just be like, wait a minute, you was just a no limit soldier. Hey, listen, as long as you're feminine with me, you can be whatever you want with everybody else. Yeah, yeah. It still throws, <laughs> it still throws me off. So it's just like it's it's like, you know, my generation, millennials, you what you see is usually what you get. Yeah. So it ain't too much uh script flipping, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Gen Z all over the place right now. And as they should be, <laughs> I can't blame them. You, the next 20 to 40 years is just going to be a wild ride. All this to say, this is... Fucking wild. It's going to be one big-ass manipulation after manipulation tactic. After, oh, my God. Guys aren't ready for it. And my thing is, I'm coming from the manosphere. I'm part of that world, even though I'm not trying to be. And I don't even teach dating. But I know that... You should though. You was good at. I it, was. Man. I was. I just didn't like it. I don't. I don't have the temperament for it. There's something about. I don't know. Anyway, that's a different topic. All this is said. Everybody is still teaching the same stuff from the 1994-95. Like there are guys still talking about pickup artists like Mystery, and they're using they're teaching it like it's brand new, and it's like wow. girls know this. 
Fresh and Fit has taught every single girl in the West all about this. So you think you're helping your guys when actually you're just making you're you're feeding them the script that every girl is ready to to trash. So you got to change up how you do it. But the only way you can change up is if you have foresight and if you understand women. So these teachers don't understand women. They only understand game. So when women change, the old game doesn't work. And at this point in my life, I don't use game. I use game to help me understand um, how to get out of my old frame of being a guy that, that, that didn't know how to lead properly. But once I, I use game to learn how to lead properly, and then I learned, all right, this is what women are. I don't need game. I just need to be a certain type of man. And that's the man I am today. That's it. That's it. You, and, it's, and it comes natural. Indeed, indeed. So it comes, it comes natural. Yeah, you yeah. got to work on it. But, but it, we got this show. I don't need comes. to make money off of teaching guys how to date. I just want to let guys know, hey, you guys are going to be screwed because Gen Z, you can't trust these guys to teach you how to handle Gen Z. And any guy that's not forward thinking about all this stuff is not a guy to learn from. But yeah, I mean, that's just that. I do want to clarify one thing before we go, because I realize I feed into the mystique thing a little too much sometimes. I like being that mysterious character in the figure, in the in, in the shadows where everyone's like, oh, hey, who is this guy? Like, does he have kids? Is he married? Blah, blah, blah. And I feed the bullshit because I just want to keep everybody guessing. But on this episode, I want to make it perfectly clear that no, I don't have any children, but I was once in a situation where a woman tried to trap me with her child. And so she wanted me to believe that I was a father. And my best play was to play along until I could prove that the child was not mine because I already knew the child wasn't mine, except I didn't have proof. So I just acted, I played a role for what? It was like 10, 20 days. That's a story I could perhaps talk about later on if it if it's ever fitting. Yo, you got to talk about that. How did the fuck you I did that? everything that I said on this episode. I walked away. I won by not playing the game. And I did what... You know, we just got to talk about it on another episode. Maybe I am ready to talk about it publicly. Uh, yeah. I'll consider that. We got to talk about real man shit yeah. now, bro. But, not, but a lot of it was I, what I, I said I, earlier, I, which is... I walked away. I, I don't deal with disrespect. So this woman and her children were disrespecting me, or th- this woman and her family were disrespecting me. So I was just like, all right, I'm out. And they're like, no, what do you mean you're out? And I'm like, I'm out. They're like, yeah, you're not, but that's not part of the script. You're not supposed to go out. Like, we don't know what to do now. <laughs> and it's like, treat me with respect. Maybe I'll come back. But I just gave them my secretary's phone number and I said, hey, if it's an emergency, reach out to my secretary. My secretary will let me know. If it's an emergency, I'll take care of it. And if it's not an emergency, you won't hear back. And they had to deal with that. That was my response. I was willing to walk away. I was willing to be wrong, have the girl be mine, and not see her for 18 years. I was willing for that outcome where I would record a video every single day on the 1% chance that this daughter was my child. I recorded a video every single day. Saying, hey, if you are, if, if I were there with you, this is what I would teach you. This is how I would spend my time with you. So I did that much by myself. Meanwhile, I was getting work. I was dating other women. I was getting my life together, building myself better so that way I could be strong for that daughter if she was my daughter. And if she's not my daughter, I can be stronger still instead of being a poor man fighting in court for something that's rightfully mine anyway. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't like fighting for things that yeah. are mine. That that's redundant. Hey, no matter what, and I tell these men all the time, it's a long drawn out process, but believe me, they have to prove that you're unfit. You're an unfit father for them to take complete child custody away. Yeah. You you have to prove that. You have to you have to be in and out of jail like all the time and fail drug tests and a drug addict, all that. All these cats crying, no, bro. You just Yeah, don't do the Tyrese play. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't don't pull the Tyrese. And don't if you do do it, just that. don't do it in public at the very least. Just, like, yeah. like with Romeo, know, stop know, doing shit in public. Plenty of lawyers that'll help you out. As long as you're willing to have that child, have your child come over there and live with you a couple months out of the year or on the weekends, you can make shit happen. Like that's that's no problem. Now it gets kind of tricky once you get a felony. Like once you're in and out of jail, man, it's tricky. I can't speak uh, to that at all. I can't relate. Really... <laughs> I'm not going to say anything either way for so, that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to so stick to what I, I know. Just, I'm just keeping it. I'm just keeping it real. I, that's the first thing. Like, man, I'm trying to get my kids. Man, I want to see my kids. Do you have any felonies? That's the first thing I ask a young man. Mm. You have any felonies? How many times you been to jail? Have you been mm. to jail recently? In the, within the last year. Damn. Legitimate questions you that get, I never thought to ask. I'll take that for legit granted. Legit-ass questions, because that's the first thing that judge is going to look at. Mm-hmm. How, how many times has man been to jail? Once your criminal background... Even parking tickets jail, and all that other check. stuff, that counts too. Yeah. Yeah, once your criminal background checks out, now the judge is going to look at how much this motherfucker make. Can he even afford a place on his own? Yeah. And then once, like, you know, guys like us, once you show them, like, look, man, I'm in a three, four bedroom house. I already got a room picked out for my daughter. Yeah, the judge is going to be like, yep. Yeah. Ain't you could do that. I mean, that process can be humiliating. It ain't for me. I don't know if you had to go through all that basic stuff where it's like, oh, you got to prove that you can feed and clothe and, and, and bathe. And Oh, my and, God. And- no, I didn't have to do that because, you know, based off my career in education, okay, I, good I, was, for you. I was a teacher for a number but of years. But a lot of dads do. Most dads do, in fact. Yeah, I was a teacher for a number of years, and I, and I had at least 15 to 20 character witnesses. So I had former former um, uh, football players that I coached. This is why you're my friend. Yeah. Teachers. And then, you know, at the you time. You were playing a different game. Because my thing yeah, is. And time, this, I was really fighting. I was really fighting. I, I have to tell you my story, too. I was really fighting uh, false accusations of child abuse. That's how she was trying to get my, like, my daughter. And um, literally. The judge was like, I don't understand because this one, like my fiance at the time was in the courtroom with me. So, and she was a nurse. I'm like, well, he's a teacher. She's a nurse. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm not understanding where the abuse would come from. And um, I I pretty much uh, won that shit hands down because he just I don't know. I got I got blessed with a judge who see, who's who was seeing right through the bullshit. Mm. Old white dude. He was like, it just sounds like you're kind of jealous because he didn't choose you. <laughs> like that's what it was at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, one thing I I know, and it, it kind of br- it kind of brought everything around to to a certain perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm a fighter, so you you keep picking a fight with me. All right, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take you up and through there. We could we could do that, but at the end of the day, it was a lot. It was a lot of uh, anger. It took a lot of patience out of me, but it it killed the part of me. Yeah, that's why I can't do it. I will never do it. Yeah, it killed it killed the part it killed the part of me. Like I'm never doing this shit again. Oh, okay, interesting. So look at that. And my thing is, I knew that because that's what I was saying before. Like, if a man, then then again, we got to do this as a full episode another time. So we're gonna wrap up in two or three minutes. But I'm gonna say. If when yeah, you're in that position all, and you genuinely think you're never going to see your child again, the things that you want to do will either get you dead or in jail, which means you're worse off. Yes, that's it. which I, means I you're literally there. never going to see your kid again. Because, like, literally, for some odd reason, it got mixed up that I was supposed to pick up my kid, like back to regular schedule, and then they, her lawyer, at this last second filed a motion to extend it. So I'm over there for, I think for Christmas actually. And she called the police on me like on Christmas Eve. I'm like, what the fuck? And was like, yeah, you need to check your email because we started, I'm like, what? And I'm just like, bitch, you just fuck you. Like <laughs> from the depths of my soul. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, and, um, <laughs> yeah. So, my mom was like, "Don't worry about it." It was real tough. It kind of, it kind of drunk my marriage through the ground. But I finally get once once I got my daughter back, it was like, "All right, let me get this thing going right." And the crazy part is, fast forward through all that. Guess what? Like, I think it was last year. I got to take her to school every day. We mm. attended the school I was working at, mm. and she hated that shit. Cause she's like, Dad, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> but you want me to bring you Chick Fil A every other day <laughs> for lunch, <laughs> right? So now I bring stupid ass Chick Fil A, and it's like, oh, thank you, but don't hug me in front of my friend. But it's all good. But uh, at the same time, it, this, this shit you go through it really changed you as a man, and you you can see the mistakes men made by how the, how their children talk about them, especially about mm. like well, Romeo. You could just see him like, yeah, he he he, he babied him, and that's he how I feel, and that's what I never want. And I, I when I I hear when Fifty Cent talks about it, you gotta have a balance, Knox. Like I I don't understand like. For girls, it might be a little bit different. You could baby your girls because we're men, right? But when you're raising a man like he was supposed to be raising a man, mm-hmm. it's like you gotta you gotta let him go in the woods and find his way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta let him. You gotta let him go in the yeah, woods. You gotta put him in tough situations. If you're if you're well yeah. off like you and I are. And now we're going to be even more so in a few short years. And then it's, you got to create those situations where life is tough. Even if it means like moving to a, a tough part of the rich town or whatever, like maybe living 
below your means in a way that, where you're living in a different neighborhood than you otherwise wouldn't. So that way they can feel just that tiny tinge of struggle. And you got to have those trips. You got to have, you got to have those competitions where it's like, my dad to this day, he's like, no matter what we do, you got to beat me. I'm number one. Right. You got to try to beat me. And the idea is that I'm never going to beat him. Man. <laughs> and that keeps him right. strong and it keeps so, me strong. So that way we're both getting older, but we're still strong and we're growing stronger. And I'm getting better. He's getting better. Yeah. Even still, in his elder age. Yeah. So, you know what? I did want to say this. Like, for him to do his own thing, don't want to follow his dad lead. I mean, yeah, you know, you're 30 years old. Little Romeo, you you supposed to not follow your dad lead, get out from under his shadow. But at the same time, you're supposed to use that shadow to catapult you further than where he went, you know? And I don't think he did that. Yeah. Yeah, so for him to complain, like you said, bring family business to social media, that's always, that has always been a no-no. And I know every dad that's dealing with that just feels terrible. 50 Cent said it himself. And 50 Cent did it the way that I did. Actually, no, he, he put money in it. 50 Cent is a fucking menace, man. <laughs> hey, I love that, dude. That's my brother. If anybody if anybody goes calm his ass down, it would be his son. <laughs> oh, no. You think his son calmed him down? No, nah, he, he said, fuck that man. nigga. Don't yeah. get me wrong. He, 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 50 Cent is a mint, bruh. He's a, 50 Cent is one of those guys that you just got to shed. You got to shut up and take it unless you're ready to go to war. <laughs> and, and you can't go to war with a man like that. Even in his elder age, he's now gentrified. Like, you still can't go to war with that man. But all this to say that I know he's embarrassed. Him because he got money too, man. Yeah. All I know <laughs> is that he is embarrassed and ashamed that his first son became that way, but he has to focus on his, his next child. Because there's nothing that he can do because his mom affected his first son in such a way that that man is never going to be a proper man. And it is what it is. I hope he sees that one day. I I, I do hope that kid sees that because when he was sitting up there saying $7,000, $8,000 a month is not enough. $6,700. (laughs) $6,700. Do that math real quick. Do you know the full story? Because Fifty Cent offered the woman five half a million a year, and she said, "No, I can get more in court." And he said, five, go in court. Let's do that." And it was a lot less. <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, because this what okay, and I'm gonna tell you this is what bitches don't know. What's right? up? Um, child support is based off of personal income. Mm-hmm. So if all your money is in LLCs mm-hmm. and 501c3s and S-Corps, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to get shit. So I can make a million dollars a year. Yeah. Off I my can, hustle, yeah. But it's not my money. Off my hustle. But if it's going to a business account yeah. and that business account has more, let's say, my business, my business account has your name on it as well, and you're a part. You own like ten percent of my business. Yeah, and you put me on payroll. I'm on my business payroll. So let's say I make a million dollars a year. Let's say 
I make a hundred thousand dollars a month. It goes to the my business account. Yeah. My business account then pays me a thousand dollars a month. Guess what? When I go to court, they say, "Let's see your tax returns." Guess what tax returns I'm pulling out? <laughs> exactly. It's not that fucking hard, yeah. but women women should be smarter than that, right? Yeah. But they're not. So, and we got to say, and we might we might be able to do an episode about that because the other side is if you're going to go to court, yeah, you got to know how to move your money around so that when you if you ever are pulled into court, they're not taking your real money. That's why you build a successful life. That's the whole yes. point. I got three LLCs. Ain't no way in hell like you. None of none of the women that had a tie with me know how exactly how much money I make. God and they shouldn't. I don't know what guys are doing telling their girls how much they yeah, make. Like, God damn it, no. Oh my God. Oh, you made ten thousand. No, this company made ten thousand this month. Not yep. me. And guess what? I I will I will file for bankruptcy before I give you a penny of it. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, he doesn't have any money, so it's like it's just it's gone. My favorite story was this guy in Canada. He had like $5 million and they said, Hey, where's your $5 million? He goes like, Oh, I took it out into the woods and I burned it. And then I was like, no, you didn't. He was like, prove it. Prove that I did it. Prove that I didn't do it. And technically they can't. So it's like, Oh, we just got to count that it doesn't happen. Meanwhile, we probably had this girl in the Bahamas chilling out with 5 million cash. No. Who knows? <laughs> or he actually burned it. <laughs> I would. It would be so dope if the man was so petty he actually burned it. Oh man! Yeah, that would, that would, that, <laughs> you know what'd be crazy? That you know what you know would be crazy, right? What's up? When um, I got all the loopholes. So if you pay for health insurance, that um. Child support significantly goes down as well. It's a lot of shit 50 did. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of his ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. And that really fucked that woman over. Yep. <laughs> At the end of the day. She wasn't prepared for it. And that's why he was being generous. He's like, hey, the court's only going to ask you ask me for a few thousand. I'm going to give you half a million because I want to do right by my family. And she's like, nope, I'm, I'm greedy. I got money in my eyes. I'm, I think I can get more from the system because I see all these wives getting all this money, all these ballers, girlfriends getting all this money. I can do the same too, not knowing how the system works. So she didn't even do her research. Her lawyer, she probably didn't even hire a lawyer. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to leave it at that because... Yeah. $80,000 a year in child support is not bad if you know if she know what she's doing with the money. But she's living in New York, and I bet you she was living in a place in New York that you shouldn't live if you only have 80K. Even if it was, what was it, the 90s, I'm assuming? Yeah. <sighs> Man. It's just stupid. It's just girls doing what they, those silly yeah. things. They yeah, do. but, you know, you got to do what's best for your family, and I don't think that was what's I'm telling you, half a million dollars a year. That I was a couple. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But guess any, what? I don't know. And here's the funny part, though. I don't though. know any woman right now that would have told him no. So you got to be a real dumbass. Ooh, that's a good point. But, but Mufasa, <laughs> think about this, though. Even if she got the 500000 it still wouldn't have been enough. And the boy would still be complaining. He would just be complaining with a different number. Okay, yeah, you're right. 
Because it, again, it's not about the money. The money is the surface. The money. The boy did say. The boy did say it was never about the money. It was about. Oh, his, he was honest about it. Friend. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Now it was like it's just I, I, I give all this up to be around him. I'm like, damn, you really want to be around that goddamn ass? <laughs> well, every son wants to be with his dad, even the ones that. That's why. That's why kids are mad about their dad. It's not because they hate their dad. It's they hate that they can't be with their dad. How many TV shows, how many movies, how many everythings exist simply because it's kids trying to impress their dad? Jamie Foxx has even talked about this. Motherfuckers are in gangs right now because their lack of a father in the household. That is literally the reason gangs were made. Like It's literally Crips and Bloods because Indeed. lack of father. That's a good point. That's a good point. I remember Jamie Foxx was talking about it, and he's a well-adjusted man. He's found a way to accept the situation that he has with his dad, but he's like, hey, I'm all these great things. I'm athletic. I'm funny. I'm famous. I'm rich. Uh, I can sing. I can dance. I can do everything. You name it, I can do it. But my dad doesn't like me. Why doesn't my dad not like me? Why does he not love me? Why does he not want to be around me? So his whole life was basically built around trying to get his dad's acceptance. Maybe he actually has it, but not in the way that he wants it. And so it's just like everybody, so many kids are affected by it. I was even affected. I was once like these, these little Romeo kids. But the difference with me was it's like, hey, I never thought about it from my dad's perspective. I only thought about myself, myself. I'm mad. I'm mad. My, da- my mom taught me how to be mad at my dad. And all the women in my family taught me how to be bothered and frustrated with my dad. And then I just sat down and I forgot what it was. It wasn't the baby situation. It was something happened and I forgot what it was. Oh, I remember. Ah, I don't remember the details, but I was going through something difficult. And in that difficult moment, you know how I think you and I are similar to that. When you're going through a difficult moment, time slows down. And it's almost as if you're a third person playing a video game and you start analyzing the situation like RoboCop or something. And you're like, oh, wait a second. I know how to I know how to take care of this problem. So I was doing that. And in that moment, I realized my dad doesn't have this superpower. So when he was my age, actually, he was older than I was and he had me, he was going through things, but he didn't have the skills I have to navigate it. Oh, fuck. What if he was like me and he did have those skills? How would things play out differently? And in that moment, I accepted my dad and I said, oh, he's a cool (laughs) motherfucker. And then I actually got to know him better. And I wasn't afraid of him. I wasn't ambivalent towards him. I didn't have any malice towards him. And I'm just like, man, my dad's the coolest man. And then because of that, we get to have conversations about things that he wish he could have done. But it's just like, and it's funny because when I went through my shit, that's when I got closer to my dad. Because I was surprised that my dad was like, hey, you did the right thing. You walked away and she just has to deal with it. You, you, you'll see your daughter in the future, but you can't be with them. That, that stuff is unhealthy. And then I'm like, yeah, you're right. And I'm glad you knew that for yourself too, dad. Um, but it's tough. And the hardest things that my dad has told me about, like things that he, he heard me say, things that people were saying about him because of my mom, because of me. And it's just like, it sucks to be in that situation, but I understand why he had to do what he had to do. And I'm glad he held through to be at this point, 
where we have a beautiful relationship together. We just did five episodes yeah. in the past two hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. We gotta Indeed. All right, man. Hey, we gotta. Hey, we'll, we'll top it up tomorrow. Was, yeah, it was. Uh, man, but yeah, we wish the best of the the Miller family <laughs> and the Bow Wows of the world. Like, hey, man, the fuck up. Life gets better. Thank you. Hey, I learned a valuable lesson. They, them motherfuckers teaching me valuable lessons. Hey, man, hey. <laughs> exactly. I'm planning for what, what not to do. Better you than me, my brother. That's what I'll I'm going to learn through you, not because of my own hardship. But yeah, be well, brother. Uh, I'll catch up with you. All right, peace. We'll, we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.